Darkness at first for us has a little bit of appeal. It's a little bit mystery, you know, mysterious. It's a little scary, but we like scary in small amounts. But when we become overwhelmed with darkness, well, that's a whole other story. When we're surrounded by darkness and can't find our way out, at first we panic, but then that panic gives way to depression and hopelessness. Today is the first Sunday in Advent, and, and earlier we lit the uh, first candle of Advent, the hope candle. When things go really dark, we're, we're desperate for hope. Years ago on a family vacation, the Doyle family went cave exploring. We were on a guided tour of these caves in southern Tennessee. It was awesome, but it was also a bit of an intense experience. As we ventured further and deeper into this cave, we reached a point where the guide asked us to turn off all of our lights, turn off our phones as he turned off his light, and he asked us to stay silent. The result was incredible, absolute darkness. I could not see any part of my own body or anything at all but total darkness, like super weird. As the time went on, and really it wasn't all that much time, but still, you, you could start to almost feel panic rise up in you. I grabbed the hand of my youngest, uh, Graham, uh, just to make sure that he was still there and didn't disappear. It was a bit of an irrational thought, but hey, back then he was a pretty active lad. There were others on this tour, and you could begin to hear murmuring. Fear was rising up in the group, and at that point, the guide lit one single match, just one match, and that little bit of light dispelled enough darkness that a sense of relief washed over our little tour group. With that little bit of light, hope was ignited that everything would be okay. It was an incredibly powerful experience. At this point in the pandemic, with no real end in sight, with a new variant, the Omicron variant on the horizon, it, it feels like more and more darkness is rolling back on us. Sure, we're, we're not paying as close attention to all those restrictions. We're, we're trying to live free, but we're really not free. And so we feel some level of anxiety still. And, and in many people I know, a new wave of depression is settling in, and with it, a feeling of hopelessness. Since the start of this pandemic, we've experienced a lot of dark days, and we're not out of the darkness yet. And just to add to that, all the other stuff that's in our lives is dark as well. And friends, that's what makes Christmas such an awesome time of the year. I love Christmas with all of the lights. I love what Adrian has done up here with the decorating, with a little bit of help from her elves. Isn't it awesome? Like, let's give thanks to Adrian. I think this is awesome. This year... Uh, the John and Sandy uh, Tupper Christmas Light Show has moved from their home to the front of our church, and it will be awesome when we turn it all on. I think it's Friday. Is that when it is? Maybe. And uh, anyways, thank you, John and Sandy, for that. It is going to be awesome. And heck, now that it's Advent, I have the lights up in our home, both inside and outside. Okay, we're not all decorated, but the lights are on. Light that pierces the darkness that just brings so much life and joy. Light piercing the darkness brings hope. I notice a lot of people here in Fort McMurray have their lights up early. I, I think it's because we're in such a need of an infusion of joy and hope right now. Friends, light that brings hope is a major theme in the Bible. Hey, on that very first Christmas, there was this dazzling light show as the angels lit up the sky and put on a light show for the shepherds. The writers of the Bible tell us that magi, the wise men, were led to Jesus by an unusually bright star. 
And Christmas is all about the birth of Jesus, the light of the world, piercing your darkness, my darkness, and, and the darkness of the world. So all these lights that you see at Christmas have their origin in the idea that God sent the light of Jesus into our world. I mean, whenever you look at all of these lights or lights wherever, uh, think of Jesus. And the truth is, we need this light because we all experience dark days in our lives. This pandemic for us, or at least many of us, has created a whole lot more darkness than normal. And again, as I said, even without a pandemic, life has a lot of dark times. And King Solomon understood this when he wrote these words of wisdom. Listen to this. People should enjoy every day of their lives. I like that part of the verse. People should enjoy every day of their lives, no matter how long they live. But they should remember that there will be many dark days. And in those dark days, we are to let the light of Jesus shine joy into our lives. God wants to bring joy into our lives every single day. But we live in a broken, sin-wrecked world, and we, you and me, we are broken, sin-wrecked people, and that means we will also experience a lot of darkness like all of us. It could be dark days full of negative emotions, dark days of confusion, dark days when you don't know what way to turn, you're just not sure where to go. There will be dark days of conflict, relational conflict, work conflict, you, maybe even job loss. There will be dark days of disappointment when you don't get what your heart was set on. Dark days of loss and grief. Dark days of loneliness, heartbreak, depression, even despair. This is what it means to live in a sin-wrecked world. There is darkness all around. The prophet Isaiah talked about dark days when he said, people will wander aimlessly, distressed and hungry for what they don't have. Hey, doesn't that sound a little bit like today? Isaiah goes on, in deep frustration, they'll become enraged and shake their fists at leaders and even at God. Everywhere they look, they'll see trouble and darkness and despair, and they'll have to live in dark days. I mean, Isaiah might as well be describing today, right? Well, it is a prophetic passage, so yeah, he understood what the world would look like. But he also understood that God has a way out of the darkness for us, and that way out is through Jesus, who came at that very first Christmas. Listen to these words of promise from Isaiah to you and me. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light, a light that will shine on all who have been living in the shadow of death. I mean, grab that verse. It's powerful. It's a promise for you and me. It's a promise that the light of Jesus will break through your darkest days. When you hit a wall of darkness, of despair, loneliness, grief, devastation, loss, you just got to get your eyes on Jesus and, and, and get yourself into his light. Jesus is the way out of darkness. Think about it. Without God, there would be no light. There would be no light in the universe. There, there would be no universe. The Apostle John describes it this way. God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. So when you're in the darkness, turn your eyes onto Jesus and, and let him flood you with his light. Jesus himself said, I have come as light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer wander in the darkness. That's who Jesus is. And that's a promise when we move our lives into alignment with Jesus. Jesus promises to shine light into your dark world so that you will no longer wander and get lost in the dark. Now, to help us better understand what the writers of the Bible mean when they call Jesus the light of the world, including your world and my world, 
I thought I'd grab a couple of well-known or, or maybe semi-well-known qualities of light and connect them with how, Bible, how the Bible uses the word light. Actually, I've grabbed these from Rick Warren and hope you find them encouraging. So yeah, the first thing I, I think most of us think of when it comes to light is, uh, number one, light kind of illuminates the way. Talking about Jesus, the Apostle Paul says, light makes all things easy to see. I mean, you, you get that. You just turn on a light switch and you get to see where you're going. Hey, that was my thought a year ago when I was at an Airbnb with Jane for an Edmonton trip we took. I'd come into the living room from the back end, from the kitchen, and it was pure darkness in this place. We all know kind of where a light switch should be found, so I headed straight in the direction that I figured would be a light switch. What I didn't know is that there would be an L-shaped couch extending into that small living right, right in the middle of the path I was taking in the darkness to go to where I thought a light switch should be. I did not see that couch. I tripped over it and did a full floor roll on my right shoulder, and I knew I'd done some damage. The good news is the light switch was exactly where I thought it should be. And had I gone the other way around, there would have been no problem. I'm also thankful that a friend in Edmonton has a chiropractor on his soccer team uh, that guy saw me in his home that night, and he was amazing and no charge. That was awesome. And once I turn that light switch on, I mean, light gives you a totally different perspective than when you're in the dark. Wish I'd actually used the phone in my, you know, or the light in my phone to get me to where I wanted to be. But as they say, hindsight is like 2020. But here's the point. To make your life journey easier, you need more light in your life. This may sound a little too simple, a little too basic, but it needs to be said over and over again, you need more light in your life. We all do. And Jesus, this is how he puts it, I am the light of the world. So if you follow me, you won't be stumbling through the darkness, for living light will flood your path. Jesus can help you avoid those shoulder-wrecking falls in the dark. He can help you avoid those huge pitfalls that do so much damage. It's simple but profound. In dark days, we need the light of Jesus when we can't see the way. Like when I'm confused or when I'm struggling with a decision, when, when I'm not sure what's next. When it's dark out there, I need the light of Jesus in my life. And, and he wants to give it to you. Because what happens without the light of Jesus? You make bad decisions. You get into trouble. You fall into the pit when you, when you just don't have to. Again, the prophet Isaiah has a whole lot to say about light. For anyone who doesn't know where they're going, anyone uh, uh, gripping in the dark, here's what to do. Trust in God. Yes, lean on God. Now, there is a spiritual discipline that if you would put into practice in a disciplined way, so yeah, it means a little bit of work, but it will bring much light into your life. It's the discipline of reading or listening to the Bible every day or almost every day. Maybe you get the YouVersion app. It's free and it has all sorts of uh, Bible reading plans with it. You can go as simple as a verse a day or pick a reading plan, a devotion plan. Myself, I just use an old paper Bible and read a chapter of the Bible a day. And when I get through the whole Bible, I do it again and do it again. It's not that difficult and it's awesome. And, and it just brings light into my life. For many of you, I'd recommend just starting with the Gospels, the first four Gospels, and get to know Jesus a bit there. Start maybe with the shortest Gospel, Mark, and then go through Matthew, Luke, and John. 
And then when you're done with the uh, four Gospels, get into the book of Acts and see how the Holy Spirit worked uh, at the start of the church. And when you're ready to get into the harder stuff to read, the letters uh, that follow Acts, then do that. And maybe apart from the Psalms and Proverbs and Genesis, I don't recommend that you leap right into the Old Testament right away. One of the things you have to understand about reading the Old Testament is that the laws of the Old Testament were fulfilled by Jesus' death on the cross. So this totally changes how you read the Old Testament. The Old Testament is awesome to read with some amazing stories. So much we can learn from the Old Testament. I love it. But it's just a little more complicated to understand properly. So that's why I recommend that you start with the New Testament first. Read it or listen to it. Maybe stick to a chapter at a time. It's really doable. Oh, and, and let me say this again. Get maybe uh, your Bible on your phone with the Version app, or if you want, and maybe use one of their plans. It's just that you will never, ever regret the long-term discipline of reading or listening to your Bible every day or as close to every day as possible. And, and why do that? Listen to these words of King David. Your words are a flashlight to light the path ahead of me and keep me from stumbling. Read the Bible stumble less. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good promise. Yeah, if you would just saturate yourself with God's Word, if you would just be disciplined in getting into God's Word as close to daily as possible, you will get much light for the path ahead of you. And, and with that light, you will avoid all those evil shoulder rolls, just saying. And yeah, when you're in the dark and feeling a bit confused, look at what God says again through the prophet Isaiah. This is from the Message Translation. I'll take the hand of those who don't know the way, who can't see where they're going. I'll, I'll be a personal guide to them, directing them through unknown country. I'll be right there to show them what roads to take, make sure they don't fall into the ditch. There are things that I'll be doing for them, sticking with them, not leaving them for a minute. I mean, isn't that an awesome promise from God? Is that not full of a lot of hope? God's saying, I'll, I'll be your personal guide. I'll flood your life with my light so that you won't be stumbling in the darkness. So take a moment to think on this question. Where right now do you feel in the dark? What's confusing for you right now? What needs to be clarified? Where do you need God's light to shine and give you direction? Well, it's completely available to you. All you have to do is ask God because he wants to do this for you. Nobody really predicted that this pandemic would drag on all throughout 2021, and nobody really knows what the next year is going to be like. But hey, as 2021 draws closer to an end and we go into 2022 in just over a month, may this verse from the well-known 23rd Psalm give us hope. Even if I go through the deepest darkness, I will not be afraid, Lord, for you are with me. Yeah, he is with us. I, I just love that verse from the Good News Bible. So will you look up to Jesus and, and let him fill your life with his light? Will you let his word show you the way? If you do, everything in your life will get a whole lot clearer. Now, there are other qualities of light that we could be talking about. We could talk about light as a disinfectant. We have a family cottage in Ontario, and several of the cottages on our lake use ultraviolet light to purify or disinfect their water. And we could think about how the light of Jesus can purify us from the sin that messes up our lives. I mean, that's a huge thing. We could talk about how light grows things. Plants need light to grow. 
You and I need light to grow and stay alive. And we need the light of God's word to grow spiritually. That too is important. But with the time that we have left, I want to touch on something that maybe we don't think on quite as much when it comes to light, and that's how light is an agent of healing. In just over a week, Jane and I are making another trip to Edmonton as Jane has a series of appointments with the Alberta Retina Consultants. She's getting laser treatments for her eyes. This is part of the healing power of light. Light has therapeutic value in multiple ways. It, it can be used in the treatment of depression. It can be used to help wounds heal. I, I heard that light is sometimes used in dermatology because of its ability to uh, fight bacteria. Blue light can be used to treat acne, and red light can be used to uh, treat wrinkles as the red light stimulates the mitochondria on your skin. Of course, long, long before modern medicine with air-controlled hospitals, doctors used to place patients in beds out on sunny balconies as part of their recovery. And the truth is, the light of Jesus has healing strength for our lives. You need, I need the light of Jesus when I'm wounded and in pain. Emotional pain, spiritual pain, physical pain, relational pain. When I'm feeling discouraged or disappointed or depressed or in despair, the, the light of Jesus doesn't just bring relief, it brings healing. King David prayed, I am suffering and in pain. Rescue me, O God, by your saving power. And David says this about our God, he forgives all my sins and he heals me. There's another interesting scripture that connects uh, light and healing together. It's, it's where the prophet Isaiah talks about us showing compassion to others and, and not just doing religious stuff, uh, kind of like what we are doing when we studied the first two chapters of James together. The idea being that as we show compassion to others, God blesses us with his healing light. Listen to these words uh, of God through Isaiah. Instead of fasting, here's what I want you to do. I want you to break the chains of injustice. I want you to stop all of the unfairness to the oppressed. I want you to share your food with the hungry and shelter the homeless. And, and when anybody needs clothes, clothe them and don't refuse to help even your own relatives. And if you do these things, my light will shine on you like the morning sun and your own healing will quickly appear. I love that our God says to us, hey, if you want to experience my favor, if you want to experience my leading and healing light, don't just be a religious person. Be compassionate. Do right. Care for other people. As you love and care for other people, God will love and care for you. It's powerful. So our God wants to pour his illuminating healing light into our lives. It's there for the asking. And if the light of God's love is shining in our lives, then we're going to spill that over to others. We spill out love, compassion, and justice to others because we are full of that same light and love from Jesus. Make sense? Again, when you see all these Christmas lights here or all over, they are symbols of the light and love of Jesus coming into our world to rescue us from the darkness we find ourselves in. And when we look up to Jesus and out to others, this is the promise of our God. The darkness in our lives disappears and the new light of light in Christ shines in. So the question that I have for you is, are you ready? Are you ready to exchange the darkness that's been invading your life for the light of Jesus? This is what Advent and Christmas is all about. Jesus came to bring light and life to our lives and our world.
Are you ready to exchange your darkness for the light of Jesus? What the writers of the Bible want us to understand is that when you try to live your whole life without God, you're choosing to live in the dark. It's why so many things don't make sense to you. It's why you're burdened with negative emotions and full of pain and brokenness in your life. You can exchange all of that darkness for light, for the light of Jesus. There is hope in this dark world, and his name is Jesus. Let me lead you in a prayer where we do just that. Take the words that I pray and kind of pray them along with me in your own way and invite Jesus to fill you with his light and give you hope in the darkness. Will you join me for prayer? Father God, I come to you looking to be flooding, to be flooded with your illuminating and healing light. Just tell him you need his light. I've had so many dark days in my life. You are my hope and I need your light to heal me. I need your light to guide me. I need your light to show me the way. And as much as I know how I open my life today to the light of your love, fill me with your light and love. I want to learn to follow and trust you. I want to be a part of your family of love and light and hope. I pray all this and ask this in the very loving name of Jesus. Amen.